Hola, buenas tardes. ¿Qué tal, Héctor? ¿Qué onda? ¿Cómo está todo el mundo? Welcome to another episode of A Zero to A Hero. I'm doing fine. How about you, Katrina? I am very well. I'm actually planning a trip to Madrid, so I think it's about time I put my Spanish properly to the test. Oh, nice. Do you have somewhere to stay? I've been looking around for different options for what there is in the city, taking some notes and having a look. Okay, I think this suits our topic nicely. Oh, good. So you've got something in mind ready for today. That's good. Yes, I thought we had gone through lots of conjugations and a little bit of pronunciation, so maybe it's a good idea to learn some more vocabulary while exploring an easy grammar topic. Excellent. I am very keen on learning new vocab and I love easy grammar topics. What are we learning today? We're learning the equivalents in Spanish for there is and there are and some vocabulary words related to places in a city and maybe in the meantime you can tell me about that little trip you're going on. That sounds like a good idea and there is and there are always super useful phrases so let's dive in. So Hector, what is the Spanish equivalent for there is and there are? It's very simple and we can use an easy mnemonic device to remember it. Mnemonics, listeners, are memory devices that we can use in order to remember and retrieve information. It's very easy. We only need one form. I. I. Just like that. Like yo in English. I. Yes, just like that. Well, that's easy to remember, but you write it differently, don't you? Yes. Try to use what we learned last week and tell me how you would write it. I... It sounds like one of these silent H scenarios to me, Hector, so I'm going to guess H-A-Y. Yes, very good. So can you give an example using I? Sure. En la Ciudad de México hay un restaurante británico. En la Ciudad de México hay un restaurante británico. So in Mexico City, there's a British restaurant. That's correct. Filled with deep fried goods, I'm sure. Most likely, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I can use I and then un or una to describe what I can find in a city, town, village. Yes, and if you arise your intonation at the end, you can use the same structure to ask questions. For example, ¿Hay algún restaurante mexicano en Glasgow? ¿Hay algún restaurante mexicano en Glasgow? So you're asking me if there are any Mexican restaurants in Glasgow. That's correct. Algún means any. Uh, sí, hay un restaurante mexicano en Glasgow. Okay, so let me also give you an example with una. Could be, hay una plaza en el centro de Madrid. Hay una plaza en el centro de Madrid. So, plaza is square, right? Yes, that's correct. Okay, and if there's more than one of a kind, you can use numbers and plurals. Okay, can you try one? Hay dos cafés cerca del metro. Very good. Cafés is the plural of café. You can also use cafetería, which is also close to the English word. La cafetería. Okay. And how do I say how many in Spanish? Cuántas, if it's a feminine noun, or cuántos, if it's masculine. 
Okay, so cuántas or cuántos. Mm -hmm. Very good. ¿Cuántos aeropuertos hay en Madrid? ¿Cuántos aeropuertos hay en Madrid? So I'm assuming that aeropuertos are airports. Yes, they are. And aeropuerto is masculine because you said cuántos and not cuántas. Well done. So, ¿cuántos aeropuertos hay en Madrid? En Madrid hay dos aeropuertos. Muy bien. Okay, and in English, I can also use a lot of with there is, there are. So, there is a lot of traffic in the city centre or there are lots of people who work in my office. What's the equivalent of that in Spanish? That's a great question. The equivalent would be mucho. Mucho. So, literally, like, much. Yes, but it can take the form of mucho when you're referring to a masculine noun that you cannot really count. For example, as you said, el tráfico. En la Ciudad de México hay mucho tráfico. En la Ciudad de México hay mucho tráfico. In Mexico City, there is a lot of traffic. Yes, we can also say the same about Madrid. Hay mucho tráfico en Madrid. Hay mucho tráfico en Madrid. Perfect. And I'm guessing then that mucha is when you have a feminine noun that's not countable. Exactly, such as la gente. Hay mucha gente en Madrid. Hay mucha gente en Madrid. So you're asking if there are a lot of people in Madrid. Uh, sí, hay mucha gente en Madrid. <laughs> Very good. So I'm guessing that for things we can count, we would use muchas for feminine nouns and muchos for masculine nouns. True? Mm, yes, that's true. So then you could say, hay muchos, mm, ¿cómo se dice? Museums. Museos. Museos. Hay muchos museos en Madrid. Exactly, and you can use muchas with feminine nouns. Hay muchas casas en Madrid. Perfect. ¿Qué más hay en Madrid? ¿Qué significa qué más? ¿Qué más significa what else? Ah, okay. So, hay, ¿cómo se dice? Monuments. Monumentos. Hay monumentos. Y... Gardens? Jardines. Hay jardines. ¿Y cómo se dice markets? Mercados. Mercados. It sounds like a nice city. It does, doesn't it? Well, that's good, since I'm going. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we've practiced a few different situations where we can use I. So you can use it uh, just to mean there is, there are by itself, followed by uno, una. But you can also add a lot. Mucho or mucha, depending on a masculine or feminine noun. So that's already given me quite a lot more added to my vocabulary that I can talk about for my trip. Very good. I bet that you're going to use these words and sentences a lot when you're traveling. I think I will, but there's definitely one more that I will definitely need for my trip. Is it time for a tesauro? I think it is. So in many episodes, we've talked about life in different places. En México, la gente come tacos. En Escocia, la gente come pescado y papas fritas. En Escocia, bebemos whisky. En España, comemos tortilla de patatas y tapas. 
Yes. N is a very useful preposition. You can use it with countries and cities as well. But what happens if I'm already in the city? If you want to ask for something generic, like a coffee shop or a bank, you use the phrase, ¿Dónde hay una cafetería? Or, ¿Dónde hay un banco? ¿Dónde hay una cafetería? ¿Dónde hay un banco? Exactly. If you want to know where something is, you can use the phrase, ¿Dónde está? ¿Dónde está? Exactly. And if you're looking for a specific place, a specific museum or park, for example, here you can use el or la. So I could ask, ¿Dónde está el Museo del Prado? Yes, that's correct. Okay, so I'm asking where the Del Prado Museum is. Yeah, very good. El Museo del Prado está en la calle Paseo del Prado. El Museo del Prado está en la calle Paseo del Prado. So calle means street, correct? Yes, calle, la calle. So N is also used with streets. Yes, that's correct. Así es. El Museo del Prado está entre el parque y la estación de trenes. Entre el parque y la estación de trenes. Entre means between. Yes, it does. Got it. El museo está al lado de un jardín. ¿Y qué significa al lado de? Al lado de means next to. Ok, so el museo está al lado de un jardín. The museum is next to a garden. Yes. And now I have one more chunk for you. Frente a. Frente a. ¿Qué significa frente a? Frente a. Significa in front of. El museo está frente a un monumento. El museo está frente a un monumento. So the museum is in front of a monument. That's correct. Very good. So what have we learned today, Katrina? We have learned quite a lot of uh, directional phrases, I guess. So I can say that something is frente a, something else in front of, al lado de, next to. Or between, should we entre? Good summary. Now, are you ready for today's challenge? I hope so. Maybe I can talk about some other places that I know well. Oh, that sounds like fun. So, for today's challenge, the first part of your challenge, Katrina, is to describe your hometown using I. Okay, I will give it my best shot. Um, bueno, Glasgow es una gran ciudad uh, con mucho, muchos habitantes. Hay también una universidad, entonces hay muchos estudiantes. La universidad está en el oeste de la ciudad, frente a un jardín. Hay mucho tráfico en Glasgow y estacionar el auto es difícil. Very good. Hay también muchos restaurantes. Es genial. Okay. <laughs> yes, restaurants are always great. Definitely. So now we are going to do a role play. And I want you to imagine that you're already in Madrid. And 
you have to ask for a generic place. Okay, a generic place. I'll take myself back to my textbook days at school when everybody asks for the library. Okay. <laughs> um, so I guess I bump into you in the street or I'm asking you for directions. Mm-hmm, precisely. Okay. Um, buenos días. Buenos días. Disculpe, ¿dónde hay una biblioteca? La biblioteca está en la calle Zapata frente a un jardín. Ah, frente a un jardín. Gracias. De nada. For the last part of the challenge, you are going to ask for one specific place. Okay, for my specific place, I will bring us back to Berlin. Okay, great. Um, buenas tardes. Buenas tardes. Disculpe, ¿dónde está la Catedral de Berlín? La Catedral de Berlín está en el centro, cerca de la Isla de los Museos. Gracias, muchas gracias. De nada. Very good. Congratulations, Katrina. Thank you very much. I will never be lost in Spanish again. Never again. So, um, I know that uh, asking for instructions in the street can be quite challenging. So, especially if you're not familiar with local expressions. So, whenever you're in this type of situation, it is important that you try to elicit the lesser amount of information from the other person. Especially when you're a beginner, try to elicit maybe just a sí or no from the other person so that they don't go on rambling and make you more confused than you already are. That's true. So keep my questions more specific, direct to the point. I'll probably receive a specific and direct to the point response. Yes, yes. And don't be afraid to uh, ask people to repeat the information or maybe even uh, to say it more slowly. Exactly. And Hector, just one tiny last, last minute tesauro point. How would I ask people to speak more slowly? Podría hablar más lento, por favor. Podría hablar más lento, por favor. And how would I ask, can you repeat that? Podría repetir, por favor. Podría repetir, por favor. Yeah, that's, you're fully equipped for your travel to Madrid. I think I am. I like it. So I guess that would be all for today, dear listeners. Thanks for your emails. And every suggestion helps us make this podcast better. Remember that you can always contact us via email at podcasting at babble.com. And don't forget to leave us a review. Thank you for listening. Nos escuchamos pronto. Hasta luego.